Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hi, guys. In today's episode, Stefan and co-host Ed Ray share exclusive freelancing insights on topics including best practices for staying focused, increasing efficiency, and successfully completing projects while simultaneously writing for different niches. Two killer tips for connecting with top companies and scoring high-paying gigs. Three-step process to land retainer deals. If you'd like to be the next person to be featured in an episode of The Road to a Billion and get your questions answered, you can join Stefan's email list to get the registration link for future shows, plus lots of other updates that you won't find anywhere else. Just go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com slash subscribe. Stefan, S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I dot com slash subscribe. And make sure to hit the subscribe button now to get notified about new episodes the moment they're released. Enjoy. So next up, we got Clint about uh, time management and energy management. Sweet. What's up, Clint? You there? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, can you hear there you now? There we go. Yeah. So it's 3 a.m. in the morning here um, in the Philippines. And uh, I'm from RNBC um, as well. And not much of my question is really about copy, but more about how do you manage your time and your energy that you don't, so that you're really optimal in your performance as a copywriter. So for example, you know, you have different kinds of creatives to work on. Um, you know, you're working on emails and landing pages. So, you know, one of the biggest fascinations that, you know, that one of the biggest things that I got fascinated when about you, Stefan, was that you're writing a crazy amount of um, sales letters. And I think it was on different niches as mm-hmm. well. And we just imagine how much research and time that took from you. So my question is like, what would you be advised to be very productive and, you know, becoming a copywriter, becoming more effective and like, managing your time and your day and, you know, basically how that looks like um, and, you know, what worked for you that you didn't get to burn out. Were you like pulling on all nighters or were you like having morning writing copy in the morning or in the afternoon, if that makes sense? Yeah, it does. When I was writing a prolific amount, like 12 sales letters a week or so a week, not quite uh, a month. Um, I, yeah, I was like writing all day, every day. Um, and Doing that, it got really easy. It was like flexing a muscle because um, like I was doing it so much that I got into like a, a rhythm with it. Um, and but it was also like literally the only thing that I had to like do, right? Like today, yeah. I could still do 12 sales hours a month if I like want. I don't want to, but I could. Um, but I would have to cut everything else out. 
Um, so that's sort of number one. Um, you know, then, I mean, RMBC really does help and as you practice it and get better, but again, if you're writing every day yeah. and you're doing like letter after letter, it really helps. Um, I helped too that even though they were different like niches, um, it was like generally still the same demographic for the most part. It was like generally still like okay. older conservatives. So yeah, I would still research like their specific pain points and other products, but it wasn't like um, entirely different, like, you know, kind of category where I went from writing to like 65 year old conservative men to suddenly writing to like 20 year old, uh, like Instagram, like women on Instagram. You know what I mean? Cause that would be a big, yeah. big switch kind of, uh, so that made a difference. And then, I mean, to, to what I do today, um, you know, again, I write like less, I still write every day. Like I wrote, I did, well, I worked on a sales letter for like two hours this morning from like six to eight. Um, so I like waking up early. So for me, like what I've been doing, you know, recently is, um, I wake up at like five, five thirty. I like waking up even earlier. It just, uh, just depends like whatever, I guess. But, um, and then with like, I'll have coffee, but like within the first five to 10 minutes of being in my home office, I will start mm. working on whatever the sales letter is I'm working on. Um, and I'm really, I think it's really important to do that right away. Cause what the trap is that you come into your office and you're like, all right, but I'm still a groggy. So let me just go on Facebook. Uh, let me just read the paper. Right? things I do. Like, oh, let me check wall street journal. Like, let me just, um, do this. And then suddenly it's like 20 minutes later and like your mental disciplines already starting to wane. And then like, you know, 45 minutes in and now you're answering threads and now you feel kind of distracted and because I mean, literally Facebook yeah. gives you dopamine hits to your brain. So it's like, you know, um, like it's like smoking a bunch of cigarettes or something. You know what I mean? It's like, you're going to start feeling like yeah. all disjointed. So, um, and then I found for me personally that by doing that, like even today I'm working on an offer for, uh, some people. And, um, I like, I like, I found some really interesting stuff. Like I'm the mechanism is it's like fascinating. I'm like so into it. And I, when Laura woke up, I like told her all this stuff about the mech. I was so excited that, but like, I, I was like bummed to stop, but I was like, I would rather stop when I feel bummed that I'm stopping because then like, I'm yeah. already so excited that tomorrow morning I get to go back to it and I can really dial this in. And so even just only working like two hours a day on the letter, um, it's like this week, I just really focused on this week. I got, you know, research done, mechanism done, and like part of the brief done. And it's just been like two hours every morning. Um, and then I'll, you know, probably tomorrow I'll, I'll, I'm going to basically finish the brief and then I'll probably start writing copy maybe over the weekend yeah. just for in the morning before my family wakes up. Cause like I might, cause I'm kind of excited to write it, but again, I think it's better than if you just feel like the whole day is a stretch ahead of you. And like, all you're going to do is write. It's really hard to feel that. I think most of us, if you can put in a couple of good hours a day to writing copy, then you'll be shocked by, um, you know, how quickly you can actually write stuff and how good it is. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest reasons that I'm asking this as well is you know, simply because I think I might not be in a position where I'm just writing for one niche. Mm -hmm. So right now it's kind of like starting to write for a, uh, for a client, a bit, um, the personal development niche. So basically his promises are kind of like a bit too vague, but because of his personal brand, um, he ended up, you know, getting away with promises by actually getting on sales calls with people and actually having genuine, you know, conversations on his Instagram with people. And that's what converted them. So basically like finding revision, all that stuff. And on the other hand, in the spectrum, I also have a client that I'm writing for in the biz ops space. So basically helping them, you know, make money on e-com and stuff like that. So one of the things that, you know, was kind of like holding me back was basically how do I juggle, you know, writing for two markets, um, you know, for two clients at the same time. Um, and 
you know, I think you have written for a very similar demographic, but what would your advice be? For example, uh, let's, say, let's pretend that I have like three, like for a span of four weeks that I'm able to, let's say, turn over two sales pages. Would yeah. you go on a cadence of like, um, today I'm going to have 50% of it, I'm going to work in it, um, on it on BizOp and then the other one with a self-dev client or just knock out RMBC and, you know, just finish like um, one, one sales letter for the personal development client then you know once that's finished then go ahead and do the biz up you know yeah the the latter i mean that's what i do like i have like i don't know four or five letters on my docket but i'm just one at a time um mm. i mean like if you really like over time of practice you could potentially do like a morning session and like an afternoon session um where you're like all right in the mornings i'm working on this letter and the afternoons i'm working on this one but even then to go back and forth like between the two i i just don't think that's a really Good approach. I mean, if you've got four weeks, then it's like take two weeks for each one. You know what I mean? Or if it's three, then take a week and a third for each one or whatever it is. Um, a quarter, we could a quarter. Um, but yeah, I, I would do it that way. I, I think that that people like because you have anxiety, like, oh, I'm not working on this one, but it's like, yeah, but you don't have to be working on that one. It's not due for two more weeks or whatever it is. So just get through the yeah. first one and have no more anxiety about that one. And then as you're working on that one, then you'll have no more anxiety, like either. You know what I mean? Yeah, so no, like that's the way I look at it. Yeah, 100%. Thanks, Stefan. Yeah, happy to help. Max Urea, what is the best way to contact big companies like yours, Stefan, or Dan Locks to write new copy for, or to write copy, counting on the fact that I provide a huge amount of free copy up front, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, people have shared tools for this kind of stuff. Like, I forget there's one that, that's sort of like you can go on LinkedIn and then pull people's email addresses. Does someone put in the chat? Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like you basically can like, um, like put people's LinkedIn pro hunter.io. Yeah. Hunter. Thank you. Um, so if you go and look at people on LinkedIn and stuff like that, you can use hunter.io and like you can find their email addresses all the time. Um, so, and then, you know, try and go for the owner or like the decision maker. Don't reach out to like the copywriter. Um, cause if you reach out, like, like if you reach out to a copywriter and you're like, Hey, I'm a copywriter and I'll do stuff for free. Like there's a chance that copywriter is going to feel threatened and like not share your stuff. Um, but yeah, if you can reach out to the business owner of the samples, that's how I would, um, approach that. So yeah, done with that one. Okay. Um, Mark Brown, I'm brand spanking new to copywriting. My first copy was my submission for the Todd Lamb offer and copy sort light. Um, but I want to create an offer. What are the steps for creating an offer? Um, probably can't answer this one in a super rapid, super rapid fire way, but, um, I don't know if I would do, I don't know if I would, I mean, if you're so, if you're, I mean, you can, if I, if I was so new, I would, I would get a little more experience writing copy for people and then create an offer. Cause I think you'll understand how offers work better by writing more copy and seeing more funnels and things like that. Um, from my perspective, like I'd be careful about jumping right into an offer. It just seems like it's gonna be a waste of time and money. Um, and, and an expensive, it'll be an expensive mistake. You'll learn. And then a year or two, you'll start an offer and make a bunch of money and tell that story is a funny story, I guess. But why, why? Why lose money to learn when you can get paid to learn? Yeah. Yeah. I really agree with that. So Mark, I mean, we have, we talked to you about that more at some point, but I, I really think, um, I'd be careful of that. Uh, Manuel, uh, Manuel Zapata, what would be the best approach to get clients for daily email copy? Would you recommend the work in advance method or would it be something else? Um, I mean, I don't know if there's like a, the best approach, but I think, um, I think you have cold prospecting people. Um, I don't know, Edward, do you have, it's like a lot of stuff we share a lot. I'm trying to think of like, if there's anything else I would. 
honestly, like most of the time, um, when people ask uh, questions about how to get clients, it's something that you always talk about stuff and it's super straightforward. It's just, Hey, I wrote you some samples. Do you want more? We can talk about that. And that's it. Um, the one thing that I think the, the big issue with uh, daily emails, not that there's anything wrong with it, but hurdles you have to overcome when it comes to the client is uh, you, have to get, you have to get your foot in the door. So it would be like, send them samples. Okay, cool. They like it. Maybe write a couple sequences for them. They like that. They like your style. Then you can offer for the daily email. But for the most part, if you offer it out the gate, it's probably going to be a no. Uh, just because they don't know you trust, like you trust you that much. Uh, they're like, is this person going to write my voice? Are they going to suck? Um, so definitely, uh, tiptoe your way to daily emails. I wouldn't do it right out the gate, uh, just because it's also, um, not something most people are ready to give up until they really, really trust you. So yeah, that, that's my feedback on that. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, that's just about it for today. Before we finish though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul. And then my last name is Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And I will see you in my email list.